Please be seated. And good morning again. Now this morning's gospel reading, which we just heard, featuring Mary and Martha, probably wouldn't make a greatest hits list of Jesus' work during his three-year mission. Nestled between last week's Good Samaritan story and next week's teaching of the Lord's Prayer, this week's reading is comparatively quiet, a little bit simple. Maybe it's a calming midsummer break during the long period of what we call ordinary time. One can imagine Mary, seated in the comfortable coolness of the house, a glass of sweet tea or the ancient Near East equivalent in her hand, away from the heat of the day, while Martha bustles about in the hot kitchen, trying to be hospitable, muttering under her breath all about Mary. Even the way the story is introduced speaks to its not specialness. A certain village, a woman named Martha. These are every woman's stories that could happen anywhere. Now we've grown familiar with Mary and Martha through John's Gospel, where the sisters play starring roles in Jesus' greatest sign, the raising of their brother, Lazarus, from the dead. And Martha even gets to proclaim Jesus as the Messiah. There's no indication, though, that Luke, in today's reading, held these women in such lofty stature. In fact, this is their only mention in the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, or Luke. There is a history of misinterpretation of this reading. It's used often to put women in their place, especially in places like here, the church. Women, it claims, are suited only to sit passively and listen to God's words or help out in the kitchen, doing hospitality. Women aren't meant to actively serve in the church, so those interpretations go. Now, thankfully, we're all beyond that. Well, here, anyway. And the story seems to suggest a simple dichotomy. Two types of people, the Marthas and the Marys with a clear indication of which is, we're told, the better part. Now, we love ourselves a good dichotomy. This simple either-or that seems to make sense of the world, even if it's not true. You know, good and bad, heaven and hell, righteous and unjust. Much of what we read or watch seeks to break the world into one of two camps, and we want to be with those who are on our side. And the other side can, well, can go to hell. Because we're headed the opposite way, right? Right? So which are you? Are you a Martha? Or are you a Mary? As you come in this morning, is your mind filled with the growing list of things you want to get done this now sunny Sunday? Or are you prepared to sit quietly and listen to the Word of God? I suspect the extra long readings from Amos and Colossians today tested everyone's ability to focus, even the Marys among us. Now the thankfully short gospel reading, though, indicts us for our wondering minds. Far from this simple dichotomy, the story of Martha and Mary points not to the types of people we are, but to the way we do what we do. Jesus tells Martha that Mary has, quote, chosen the better part, And some translations call hers the good part. Not because she's a better person, but because she's focused on Jesus' words. 
And Martha is, according to Jesus, worried and distracted by many things. You see, she's busy doing stuff, but not for the right reasons. She's letting her sense of unfairness, her feelings of being taken advantage of, prevent her from being fully present to the divine, to Jesus. In her distraction, she's a bit selfish as well. Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? You can't help but feel sorry for Martha with all the work she's doing. Poor Martha, always so busy, you might imagine her neighbor saying, while she secretly sucks up all the attention. But let's zoom out for a minute for perspective. So imagine you've got Jesus, you've got the Messiah, you get the Son of God in your house for one short afternoon, and you're worried about snacks. <laughs> in that lens, Mary does have indeed the better part, doesn't she? When you come here on Sunday morning to spend an hour, only an hour, in the presence of God, do you let distractions of the week press on you? Are you worried and distracted by many things? Now, I don't know about you, but I love being a Martha. It's how I feel valued. Busy making things happen, doing stuff, starting new programs, tweaking the worship, moving the furniture, literally. At the end of the day, I look back and appreciate all my activity, and I fall asleep content in knowing that I've kept moving, kept doing stuff, and we'll do it all over again the next day. Now, our beloved deacon, Linda Brown, may she rest in peace, was just the opposite. She was a hardcore Mary always urging us to, hey, hey, hang on a bit. Think about, let's think about this. What are we doing? Don't be so quick to do something. It's part of the reason I miss Linda every day. Now, comparatively speaking, being a Mary is hard because it gets to the why of who we are and of what we do. We're meant to stay focused, to be fully present in the company of God. That is work in itself. And that's why we come together every week. We come here not as a social gathering, not as a self-help exercise, not as a chance to affirm our beliefs in the words of the sermon. We come together to be awestruck by the presence of God among us. Being church on a Sunday morning is a heavy responsibility, our chance to be present, fully present to the Word of God. I like Many of you this week saw those amazing pictures from the Bell Telescope and if does anything but affirm the, our belief in God and a God of creation, just know that what we're doing here this morning is equally awe-inspiring. We are coming into contact with the, with the divine. See, there are two types of people, the Marthas and the Marys. There are times when we're more like Martha, worried and distracted by many things, and times when we're more like Mary, sitting at the Lord's feet and listening to what he's saying. In today's short gospel reading, Jesus lifts up as an example, as a model, the way Mary is focused on what's really important right then, right there. Now, studies have shown that the average adult attention span has declined by nearly half from 15 seconds in the year 2000 to 8.25 seconds today. To put it in perspective, a goldfish has an attention span of nine seconds. <laughs> so we got that. 
We are literally becoming a squirrel society. So easily distracted, always moving on to the next thing. Did you know the average person picks up and looks at their cell phone more than 1,500 times a week? That's almost 250 times a day. Now, being a Mary, not distracted by many things, is harder than ever. But it's more important than ever, especially here in the presence of God this Sunday morning. Now, I know that one of the sure ways to become distracted is during a too-long sermon. A friend once told me that the optimal sermon length is just under seven minutes, which I've already missed. (laughs) So I'll move on quickly because I wouldn't want your mind to start to wonder. But I encourage you this week as, as you reflect on today's gospel, consider how you can be more like Mary and less like Martha, at least for a little while. For those few minutes, be focused be attentive, and be listening for the word of God wherever that might be. Amen.